This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. The word 5G may mean something to you, or it may mean nothing to you. It depends on what you think, what you've been exposed to, and where you currently are at right now. 5G has been such a highlight topic, you know, a topic that we've heard a lot about, especially during 2020. And here on Voice of Change Night with myself, Lauren Jacobs, on Cape Pulpit, I'm going to be joined by two incredible guests who are going to be unpacking the truth about 5G. This is not conspiracy theory. This is science, and we're going to be listening to scientific research tonight that has been proven, peer-reviewed, and also proven to be the reality of what's going on. And by the end of the show, you'll be able to make up your own mind from our guests about what is happening with 5G, and if this is something that you want in your world. So tonight, Voice of Change is going to be so, so great. I'm going to be joined by two guests one is Kate Kiel, and Kate Kiel is a mother, grandmother, musician, and now she's an advocate for safe internet and communications technology. And you know what? She hopes to connect with others around the world who are interested in, you know, speaking up against having safe technology and advocating for safer technology options for us as we are a connected world. But what are the options for safety? And Kate is so, so passionate about this reality. And she's also involved with Stop 5G International. I'm also joined by Theodora, who is the Executive Director of Environmental Health Trust, a scientific think tank led by some of the leading scientists who are working on 5G and wireless around the world. She has so many publications out, so much scientific research out there, and both of them are powerful voices in this area. Kate, working with Stop 5G International, we're going to be talking about the big protest that's going to be happening this weekend as well, and Theodora, working with the Environmental Health Trust. And so they are with me after this. You don't want to go anywhere. You want to be on Voice of Change tonight because after this, you can stop just talking about 5G, but you can actually know what's really going on with it. Kate and Theodora, I want to say thank you so much for being with me today on the show. I know that this is going to be really, really informative, but also really nice and challenging for the listeners. So to both of you, thank you so much and welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having us. Now, Kate, I really want to start off with you and I want to ask the question, you know, what exactly is 5G? Because we're hearing about it a lot. People are protesting about it. Even here in South Africa, people were tearing down 5G towers. It was in the news just recently. But people talk about it, but I think we don't always actually understand what 5G is. So what exactly is it? Well, I would like to um, just make one caveat about what you just said. Sometimes the tearing down of towers, the tearing down of towers is not a behavior that any of our movements, um, any of the people I work with, anybody I know, uh, 
um, supports and mm. actually very strongly against it. And it's not clear that those efforts are actually happen happening by 5G opponents. So mm. I just wanted to say that before I began. Um, 5G refers to the fifth generation of wireless technology. First there were 2G, 3G, 4G, and now 5G. Um, the idea is to connect not only every person on the planet, but to connect everything, every event, and uh, every happening and point, in, point on the planet to the Internet. This will include smart homes, smart cities, smart regions. And this will generate a huge amount of data, so which will be used uh, for targeted marketing, surveillance, and control, or potentially control. And it is the food for AI. Hmm. And because this amount of connectivity, trying to connect everything on Earth, will require... Uh, uh, a huge amount of infrastructure. We we will be getting uh, new millions of new so-called small cells, which are wireless antennas installed close to where people live and work. And these uh, towers also will be using higher frequencies, the millimeter wave frequencies, which have never been used before, and uh, to carry all the data hmm. and. It will also include launching tens of thousands of satellites into the ionosphere that will blanket the Earth with radiation. And those satellites will also include millions of uh, personal 5G antennas uh, on Earth as well. Hmm. And these effects will uh, impact health and a whole slew of environmental and uh, privacy mm. and cybersecurity and a whole slew of other effects. So we can cover that mm. as you want. Mm. Here. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think that people don't realize exactly what it is, what's happening, where we're headed, and the fact that this is going to prove <clears throat> to be very, very harmful and there's going to be effects of 5g not just on human beings which we're going to touch on but on the planet on the environment on the earth which we're also going to touch on and i'd love for you to actually just share with us on you know the effects of 5g particularly on human beings what are what are the effects these are proven effects what happens to human beings when we are exposed to this just consistently Hi, this is uh, Theodora Scarato. I'm executive director with Environmental. <clears throat> excuse me. This is Theodora Scarato. I'm executive director with Environmental Health Trust, and we are a scientific think tank. We publish research on wireless radiation as as well as other environmental health effects, and our scientists, as well as hundreds of scientists around the world, have been calling to halt 5G because it is proven that there are biological effects. And I'll go into detail of what those effects are and what the research has found in terms of uh, links to increases in various diseases, as well as experimental studies where they used animals 
and found that when you exposed animals to wireless cell tower, cell phone, uh, wireless radiation, they had various effects. So research has found impaired reproduction, increased incidences of brain cancer and tumors, tumor promotion so that, for example, uh, mice who were already slated to have cancer from being exposed to something that they knew would cause cancer, when they were also exposed to uh, radio frequency radiation, they had even higher uh, tumors, mm. immune dysfunction, oxidative stress. There was just recently a report by the uh, expert group from Switzerland uh, working on this. They did a report to the government, which found that the majority of studies showed oxidative stress, and that can lead to all sorts of neurological and other diseases. Um, altered brain development. There's research showing damage to brain cells, as well as uh, altered way that the brain actually functions mm -hmm. from exposure to wireless and cell phone and, and cell tower radiation. Uh, changes to sleep architecture, hyperactivity. There's a study by Yale Medicine uh, in uh, the United States where they exposed mice prenatally to cell phone radiation, and they found that the um, the mice that were born had impaired memory and more hyperactivity. And there's research in humans as well. In teenagers, there was a study that looked at one year of using a cell phone to the head, which would be a very high amount of exposure to, to your brain. But after one year, the teenagers had damaged memory. So with 5G, um, the radiation level ambient in the environment will be increased because there will be all of these hundreds of thousands, in fact, millions of new antennas worldwide that will be, be placed closer to where people live and work and play than ever before. So you're going to have all of these new antennas with a new type of technology on top of what we already have. And it's very important to remember that What's being rolled out with 5G is including the densification of what we already have hmm. in terms of the amount of wireless radiation that will be in the environment. And um, several of scientists who are part of Environmental Health Trust uh, and others have published stating that this type of radiation is a proven human carcinogen because of the animal studies, as well as the human studies, as well as the um, uh, other studies, such as those showing oxidative stress, which oxidative stress is a hallmark of cancer. So the question is, you know, why, how is this happening? Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, the authorities uh, exist, or the so-called authorities, have conflicts of interest, which have been detailed in published research. So we're dealing with an industry that has, you know, billions of dollars and deep mm. pockets and uh, all of these independent scientists who are calling to halt the rollout of 5G and their voices need to be uh, heard. So yeah. thank you for bringing this to the table. Mm. I also want it is it is so in, in, incredible to me to be hearing this because it is something that we are witnessing and even here in South Africa, we are seeing these things happening and people are talking about 5G and what's happening and it almost feels though as though we are as individuals, just normal citizens, 
you know, not being able to determine our own future and the direction that we want to go in and the kind of future that we want. Because if we see that this is harmful to human beings, this is harmful to our environment as well, we are sitting with this sense of powerlessness, which I'm going to get back to, which I want to get back to. But I also want to ask, just before I get to that, effects on the planet, effects on the environment, you know, the very, very earth that we living it's it's selfish for people to sometimes be thinking oh well this is just going to affect me this is going to affect the planet already does and will continue to affect the planet the environment the earth can you tell me a bit about that you know what is the real real crisis that we're going to have on our planet with our climate um thank you the um in order to manufacture run and dispose of um, a worldwide, con- a world connected to the internet 24-7 will cause a huge, huge uh, increase in our e-footprint. Mm. Um, to, to manufacture this stuff um, requires uh, making microchips, silicon wafers, all of which consumes huge amounts of energy and releases enormous amounts of hazardous waste into the environment. Then there's the mining for minerals, which has caused uh, the death of millions, literally uh, five to six million Congolese people over the course of the last 20 years, mining with children slave slavery, sl- children being paid whatever, minimal wages, um, in very harsh working conditions to get the thousands of rare earth minerals needed in um, in all our devices. I think a smartphone alone has a thousand minerals that are required. Um, there's also the uh, e-waste from after we use it, what do we do with all this stuff and how is it disposed of? That's sent over to uh, India to um, China, well, I'm not sure any longer China, but um, South uh, Africa and mm. in very, very harsh working conditions, people by hand are required to take these uh, apart and try to, you know, sort through the different pieces and um, mm. uh, that's leaching waste into the groundwater, into the earth, into the atmosphere, and and causing huge health impacts as well. There's also um, the effects on our psyche, of uh, the psychosocial effects of uh, an entire, well, shall we call it a mass migration into cyberspace? How is it affecting us interpersonally when the majority of our time is spent in cyberspace and not human-to-human contact, eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul. Um, that's having profound consequences that need to be looked into. Um, so those are just some of many, many effects. Hmm. Okay. I'd like to add... Oh, yes, oh. go on. Go on. I'd like to add, in addition to uh, these critical pieces of the the puzzle in terms of um the creation of these all of these devices there's going to be uh, billions of new devices that connect in the internet of things and and the e-waste and so forth that kate talked about but also 
There is research showing in terms of the radio frequency radiation that there is impacts to trees, to bees, birds, insects, to wildlife. And there's studies that have found that cell towers uh, in positions which are near trees, of which there will be with 5G, have uh, significantly increased damage to the trees. There's reviews, pub- all of this published and peer-reviewed, that have found biochemical changes to plants depending on frequencies and so forth. So we have impacts to plants. We have in the United States, one of our former lead biologists who worked at the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, who is now writing letters to the USFCC, um, calling for uh, a look at the impacts to birds because of the uh, research showing impacts to reproduction. And you think about all of these new antennas and how birds perch Mm. on these antennas. What will be the impact to hundreds of thousands of new antennas in a country? And as well, uh, when you look at the impact to bees, there's research that looked at the higher frequencies because 5G is going to use the low band, mid band, and higher frequencies that have never been used in it such mass way before. And how bees and insects actually uniquely absorb these higher frequencies so that there is a in, more intense uh, absorption into their bodies compared to the lower frequencies, which, by the way, had shown to impact honey production. And, and there are many other effects from the, the mid-band and, and low-band. But uh, this is a really important. And, and why, why hasn't there been pre-market safety testing for humans, for our wildlife? There are reviews. There was a review on the ecological effects of radio frequency. Uh, that was published in 213 finding 70% of the studies showed a significant effect. And there was just another publication um, by a researcher, Balmori, talking about insects and wireless radiation and that being a driver for um, what we're seeing among pollinators. So we, the research is there. Hmm. What we, the, the information is there and it's all putting up these warning signs that there needs to be a pause on rolling out a technology with so many issues mm-hmm. and questions. Uh, and insurance companies consider 5G a high risk. Now, if insurance companies mm-hmm. are writing white papers, such as Swiss Re, calling 5G an off-the-leash, I'm quoting, high risk, why would we take the risk on our families and on our environment? Mm-hmm. That's such an important question to ask and I want to touch on that when we get back because there is so much that you just shared with us that I think we actually have to ourselves as we're sitting we got to take a moment to pause and think about this and again think about where we are going and where we want to be going as human beings and so we're going to take a really really quick quick song break we don't want you to go anywhere because Kate and Theodora are still going to be with me and we're talking about you know the truth about 5G what is happening how we can be informed today so don't go anywhere enjoy some music and we will see you when we get back you're with me, Lauren Jacobs, on Voice of Change today, and I hope that you're enjoying the show and having a good day with us. We are talking about the truth about 5G, and there's so much that we've been already touching on. But if you've just joined us, welcome to the show, and Kate and Theodora with me today. And, you know, Theodora, I wanted to touch on something that you kind of were getting into, I think alluding to as well, before we went to the song break, 
about the reality that science is showing us. There is proof. The research is here. It is with us. You know, we can read it. We can look at it to see exactly what is happening. And yet there isn't this global pause that is happening to do these, you know, more safety tests that should be there before this technology is just rolled out to us. You know, what is what are we actually seeing with this reality of 5G just being rolled out to the public? Do we really have a say? You know, do we as individuals, as citizens of this world and of our different countries, you know, as belonging to a global humanity, do we have a say? You know, can we stop what is happening? Do we just have to accept it? Do we make our voices heard? What is our response? What should it be? Well, I'll tell you what's happening around the world. So there are 600 municipalities in Italy that have passed resolutions to halt 5G, mayors, elected officials, and so forth. In France, there was a a statement by 60 mayors and officials to halt 5G. Mm. In the United States, there are resolutions to halt 5G passed in Hawaii County, in Hawaii, uh, Farragut, Tennessee, Keene, New Hampshire, Easton, Connecticut. There are many cities that are working on ordinances to retain control of where these facilities, these these poles are being placed in these antennas in their neighborhoods. There's a lot happening around the world where people are saying it's not acceptable to be told that we there's nothing we can do because there is something we can do. And really, you know, they say many hands make light work. Hmm. We all can be a part of addressing this issue because it simply needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot more power than I think sometimes people feel overwhelmed, like, well, it's everywhere. What can we do? There is a lot we can do if we all work together. Mm -hmm. And at a international level, and I know Kate can speak more to this, there is so much happening. Kate, I'd love for you to share with us what is going on, you know, what internationally is happening with this. Um, Thank you. Interestingly, I'd like to share a little of what's going on internationally, but also I'd like to go back to the individual and what the individual can do. Internationally, we've been holding or there have been um, global protest day events uh, for over a year now happening. I think we've had about four and different countries and cities around the world have in their own way, put on protest day events, rallies, informational um, handout, leafleting or whatever. Uh, And the next global protest day is actually um, March 20th. I think that's two days from now. Uh, And uh, tomorrow, March 19th, will be a protest, a very significant protest outside of SpaceX in Hawthorne, California as well, um, where we're protesting specifically the satellites and SpaceX's program. Um, so that, that for more information about the global protest days, please check out the website stop5ginternational.org. And there's also a Facebook group, Global Action Against 5G. Mm. Um, but I do want to say what what's going on is a kind of um, 
uh, cross current where industry obviously one is trying to generate more and more income by tempting uh, people with faster and newer and more devices and uh, more uh, different platforms, different apps, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and that, and well, hiding at the same time, obscuring the effects on the environment, on health, on on uh, the earth, and wildlife, as Theodora uh, spoke about. And on the other side, people, governments are not. Uh, giving people information and so thankfully a radio show like you is uh, is helping but people are not getting the information of the effect so they think it's a freebie people are also uh, if it's a freebie well why not if they're offering a new gadget a new this that or the other there's no big deal and so we we at our on an individual level we can make a decision to economize our wireless usage because uh, and economize our own footprint by not buying, uh, chewing into the world vision that industry is trying to uh, put us into. Do we really want and need to connect every um, thing in our home or is that actually not what we want. Do we really need a new cell phone and need to have track what's going on all day at every moment and be tracked mm. every day at every moment? Or is it possible that um, uh, that we can just use cell phones for quick, short, short text messages? I'm running late, be there in 10. Mm. Or a short communication like uh, my tire is flat, I need help. Rather than use it for streaming video, which is hugely data consumptive, or listening to a talk, thankfully we're doing a podcast here, not a video, hmm. we're using infinitely less radiation than it would be if we were using video, which and specifically high-definition video, which is where industry is pushing us, and then telling us, and for that 90% of the internet usage to have in uh, video, you will need cell tower antennas all over the earth and satellites in the sky. No, we don't need them. We don't need high definition video 24 seven. And, and what we can do is use wired technology hmm. to get what we need. And, yeah. People often think that to get to the internet means a wireless or cell phone connection. But in a home, in a fixed uh, workstation, you know, there, I mean, we, I fully believe in everyone being able to be connected as needed, Mm -hmm. but it can be wired, which makes it unnecessary to add all of these poles and have have wired access in communities. I mean, I believe that every home should have a hardwired line so people can connect as needed. And in community spaces like libraries or community centers, there should be a place where people can connect to the internet and get what they need 
Uh, but is it's wired, not wireless, the radiation is going through the wire. It also uses much less energy mm. to use wired connections. Mm. And that's something that people can consider as well who are listening. I know my computer is right next to the modem, so I wire it often because it just works better for me. And I think that right. that is something that people can consider as well. And I think it's exactly what we also saying and seeing here today, you know, something that Kate touched on, do we need bigger, better, faster? And I think sometimes that buys into that mindset that people buy into where they go, well, you know, a better cell phone is a higher status. Or if I have that cell phone that they're pushing at me, you know, I've kind of arrived, you know, I have this thing and I have this new thing and this new thing and technology these days. And I know certainly you know, where I live, certain kinds of technology is almost a status symbol and people want that. But that is the mindset that is kind of being fed to us often. But it's coming with so much negativity that we don't even realize the effects of what we're doing by buying into that. And, you know, in closing, I want to give both of you this opportunity. I'm going to start with either one of you can take this first. You know, when we consider our next step, you know, we always talk about treading lightly on the earth. You know, that is kind of a phrase a lot of people use, especially when we're talking about the climate crisis that we have. We're talking about, you know, the waste that we use. We're talking about so many different things. But this, again, is also something that we have to consider when we want to tread lightly on the earth. What should our thoughts really be? Where should we be as individuals when we are thinking about treading lighter on the earth and our individual responsibility? How important is it for every individual to begin to take the kind of initiative and responsibility to determine how they're going to live on this earth, particularly when we think about 5G being, you know, super connected, binding to these mindsets? I want to give either of you an opportunity to just, you know, end off by telling us something that is super important for us to hear today when it comes to 5G. Um, so I'll begin. Um, thank you. I, I think we need to re-envision re and reimagine the kind of world that we individually want. We need to not rely on industry to do that. And we need to envision a world where 5G, 6G or any other G is replaced by safe technology that has undergone scrutiny to ensure health the well-being of all life on the planet and a world that takes respect for life uh, takes precedence over corporate self-gain and a world where face-to-face heart-to-heart connections uh, uh, take precedence um, and over ubiquitous virtual connectivity a world where we slow down and once again to connect to our own humanity and a world where the pursuit of faster, bigger, more and immediate gratification is replaced with contentment from just enough mm. and a future that respects and protects all life on this planet. Mm. Thank door. you, Kate. Yeah. You know, I think we all have a right to safe and healthy technology. And we also have a right and deserve to be a part of the decision-making process. 
And it is imperative that we all get involved in this because it's happening and we should be participating in the development of this technology. And it really is up to us to take these actions and to get organized in our communities on this. Um, people who have never been involved before uh, in the political realm are getting involved because it's just that important. And it's about our environment now and about our future. So thank you for for having this conversation. Um, I wanted to add that if you want the published science, Environmental Health Trust at ehtrust.org, we have uh, pages dedicated to science on 5G so that when people say there is no scientific evidence, you can present the published science showing that there are adverse effects and and kind of move forward from there so we're not stuck in that in that myth that 5G is safe. Hmm. I want to say, Theodore, thank you so much for that as well. And could you just repeat that if anybody wants to go on over and actually read the science, where can they go to? To ehtrust.org. So it's ehtrust.org, the Environmental Health Trust website. And we have a page on the scientific studies on 5G where we say, here's the study, it's published in this journal, and here's what it says. And here's the link to it. So you can access that information. I think that that's such a good thing so that, you know, that whole myth of this is a conspiracy theory, there's nothing to back it up can just dissolve when we actually do read the research. And so go on over if you are interested in that, go on over to the website and go and read and share those articles as well with as many people as you can so they themselves can be informed and know exactly what's happening. Theodora and Kate, I want to say thank you so much, really, not just for this conversation today, for educating us and for helping us see the truth of these realities, but also I want to say thank you so much for the incredible work that you are both doing and also the rest of the team at Stop 5G International. This is such important work and it is incredible human beings who are making this work so, so meaningful to all of us we're all going to benefit by the amazing work that you are both doing and the team so thank you so much and all the best for the march 20th global protest i really pray that it's going to be super super impactful and there's going to be so much that comes out of that so thank you again for this amazing work that you're doing and thank you for being with me today on the show thank you lauren let me add one thing that i forgot to to mention uh, the, the groups in South Africa that are opposing 5G are organizing um, right now. They're, they're connecting and that movement is growing bigger and bigger. And I don't have the um, contact or websites on right now at the tip of my fingers, but there is a 5G protest happening in South Africa on the 20th. And if I can send you, I believe I sent you the information. If you could have that posted somewhere, if somebody mm -hmm. wants the information from me, call, uh, please write team at stop5ginternational.org. And I will connect you with the communities, uh, many cities in South Africa who are coming together to oppose 5G. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much, Kate, for that as well. And I know that we are having a big protest on March 20th. The information that I did read was that it would be in Durban. But again, just email Kate. She will be able to provide all that information. And at the end of the show, I'll give you some information as well that you can get in contact with the team handling that over here in South Africa because we also need to make our voices heard and we need to be able to take this into our own hands and raise our voices on this so again thank you both and take care bye-bye thank you bye-bye thank you i'm left thinking today after speaking with my amazing guests that there is a world that i believe god wants us to powerfully effectively and righteously lead and govern And that that was really, really the mandate that was given to both Adam and Eve right in the beginning with the Garden of Eden. You know, it wasn't about selfish rulership over the world, but it was about how best to, you know, serve the world, to be these godly stewards of everything that we have received. And I think that there is so much happening in our world today that we see, we acknowledge, we look at, and we know within ourselves that there is something wrong with this. You know, our spirit testifies to the reality that there are things going on that we know are not correct. And yes, for some people, it is easier for them to stand up and raise their voice Maybe for you listening, you're saying, well, that's not really me. You know, I'm not really that person that wants to raise my voice or get involved or be active. But I want to encourage each of us as we have listened to the science, listen to the science and know within your spirit that something is up. And when something is up, we need to investigate and to know that we need to be the best stewards of this world and this earth that we can ever ever have and ever ever be and so i want to encourage you with that today to be a good steward of your body of your health of your family's health of the environment the planets the animals the world soil the earth everything that we've been given let us you know be the stewards of it those righteous kingdom stewards of it not ignoring these realities but righteously saying this is what's true this is what's not and this is what we're going to do about it and i want to encourage you with this that none of us are powerless yes i know sometimes we feel powerless when we see things happening in this world and we feel we can't do anything about it we can so get involved get up and raise your voice on the issues not only for our generation because you know what it's just us here right now but there are a generation of people that will if it's god's will be coming after us and we need to know the kind of world that we want to leave behind for the people our children's children's children our grandchildren and maybe their children and so always 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 do the right thing and that is to lead and guide the principles found in the word of god you know, be led and guided by those principles to stop the things that are not good and that are going to affect people and this this world that he has given to us. And I want to say thank you for joining me. Thank you for being informed today. We heard these incredible guests sharing that, you know what, it's good to 
have this place to speak on these truths. And so thank you for joining me. And I want to say to you, you know what? Last week with the Ravi Zacharias show, a lot of people reached out and said thank you. Thank you for covering the show. You know, I felt heartbroken. Large part of the people that listened into the show said to me they felt heartbroken when they heard the news initially back in September, then in December, then the report in February last month. And then hearing the show was something good for them. And I want to encourage you, you know, all the Voice of Change shows are actually on our website on podcast. So if you go to kpulpit.co.za and you go click on podcast and you go scroll down page two or three and you see Voice of Change, you'll be able to access those podcasts. Just click on the link that you want to listen to and it will take you to a place where you can download that podcast or where you can share the link with lots of people. So I want to encourage you that if you want to listen again, because I've had people asking, where can we listen to the Ravi Zacharias show? Go on over to the website, click podcast, listen to the podcast and share it with people. The Ravi Zacharias show was very, very important. We need to keep that conversation going so that future victims and survivors of any kind of abuse anyway can be helped and led and encouraged. So thank you for joining me on Voice of Change. It's been so fantastic to be with you today and have a good evening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.